I was absolutely scared because that weight can hurt someone very bad, big time. But it wouldn't have allowed me to do that weight if I didn't respect that fear. What's up, guys? On this episode of the Blood, Sweat, and Gear Coaching Q&A, we've got a bunch in store for you. First, we talk about what's more important, winning the show or looking your best. Then we talk a little bit about the Tampa Pro. Andrew was actually there, so we talk a little bit about the Kamal versus Akeem story. We take a moment to remember John Meadows. It's been a year now since we lost him, and we have a bunch of listener questions. Why isn't fruit used more in bodybuilding, bringing out the bells and whistles on an advanced competitor, weighing food, cups versus grams? versus ounces. This week on our client spotlight, we go to Skip. We talk about what it took to get his client Devin into incredible shape. All of that and a bunch more. I've got timestamps below if you want to skip around. All right, guys, let's get to the program. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Gear with Skip Hill, Andrew Barry. I'm Scott McNally. All of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. You could use our code THINK for some additional savings. You can also go to supplementsource.ca if you're in Canada. Check them out. You can get great deals. In fact, blowout deals on top name supplements. I saw a pre-workout there for like literally 15 bucks on a closeout. So if you need to save money, check them out. Uh, what's up, gentlemen? How are you guys doing? Good. I'm looking at Matt Blevins com- uh, comment. Hello, gentlemen, and Skip. And Skip. <laughs> nice. Skip always gets shit from everybody, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> the black guy. The black guy you guys yeah, well, record with. Tell, Ma- tell Matt that an ellipsis is actually only three dots, you asshole, not four. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I got a que- I got a question for Skip. Because uh, you seem to you know have a really good vocabulary. You seem to know syntax and sentencing and all that. What, when did you learn all that, or what, what was the interest in that? Well, I'm still learning. I'm fascinated by it. I don't, you know, I never, uh, I don't know that I'm very good at it. I am part you guys have groups on Facebook that you're part. I'm a part of cat groups and grammar groups. Are you? And really? I go in there and oh yeah, I'm not kidding when I say these people in these grammar groups they're like professors, they're ESL teachers, shit like that. So I learn to. I just sit there like it used like it was intense muscle, and I don't say shit, and I just learn. <laughs> and the things that I pick up, I'm like, oh my god, this is freaking awesome. So there's just some sort of fascination. I've always told my kids. You don't have to be terribly intelligent if you can spell well, have proper punctuation and syntax. And that conveys, I think, education and intelligence when you communicate versus someone who actually may be educated and intelligent, but they don't pay attention when they communicate. And and we live in a judgy Mm -hmm. society. So when you read something, you go, what the hell? Like, that's not even like that's not. (laughs) <laughs> that's just not right. God, yeah. they're not too smart. That's yeah, yeah. And then you can get a job as a writer for Elite FTS, basically. Yeah, exactly. What happens. There's a reason. <laughs> There's a reason. It wasn't by chance you got that job. Um, guys, we're going to do a bunch of stuff tonight. Of course, we're going to answer your listener questions. Um, we have a, a new thing that we're doing. We did it on the last episode, which is a, a client uh, client spotlight, basically. It was Andrew's idea. I think it's a great idea. So we spotlighted one of his clients last episode. Uh, but before that, I know, Andrew, you had yet another another small question that you wanted to pose to us. Yeah, I'm trying to think about how to best pose it. Well, I guess, you know, we're all prep guys. We all, you know, put a premium on conditioning, I feel like. And... 
and, and I'm not complaining about anything because it's just the decision or the way judges go. But I'm asking you guys, would you rather be okay with having your guy come in less than peeled, but win a class just because well, I'll tell you, I'll say the situation in a minute, but, but basically less than peeled, or would you rather have your guy bring in like your signature conditioning and maybe not place or win or even place as well as you think he should have, or, or you guys wanted to, and I'll give you a situation. Let's say you got a guy that's peeled a little bit lighter in the muscle, a little bit lighter peeled though, where, and then the other guys in the class are maybe a little bit better put together, but they just didn't do the homework and get into that kind of conditioning that you would typically see in, in, in a winner. And, I think the reason why maybe they went with three or four of these guys over, say my guy, is be they all look more similar to each other in terms of their conditioning. You guys sure. get what I'm saying? At what I'm trying to build here? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So, so I can would tell you, you first. What would you? So, can you restate the question though, just as like just a I question? I guess the I guess the question is: Do you care if you win? Or how's the how's the best way to phrase it? Do you? What's well, more important? Getting yeah, basically, yeah. what's getting more important? Yeah. Win, like or winning? known for your signature, bringing in someone that you bring in with your signature conditioning, versus getting a win um, with maybe less than you know with subpar conditioning. That's the question. And it's a I know a tough win's a win. question to answer too, because I think there's a small caveat, and that is: is the client's strength? structure and shape and kind of a roundness. Here's an example. Uh, and this is just off the top of my head, but I think I like Victor Martinez who could win shows and was never really known to be shredded, diced, you know, that sort of thing on a couple of occasions, but not very often. So, and, and I think we see this a lot. We see maybe not a lot, but often enough that structure and shape, sometimes will allow competitors to ride without being shredded. So I think my answer would be you have to kind of play to the strengths of the client, but I'm going to be honest with you and just say that I am almost always going after the condition because that's the brand. That's what we do. That's your, what you're, you're not necessarily known as much for the win as you are the look and people going, Oh shit man he's he's conditioned as hell but then if you go to the point of the condition pulls away from their their chance to win or they're not as full yeah ugh, it's it's a tough one but i don't think it's ugh, i don't think it's a black and white i don't no. think it's as black and white as the question i guess yeah. i could see yeah yeah it isn't because i'm thinking of how it may apply in certain cases, I'm thinking of clients I've worked with, but then it wouldn't necessarily a apply in others. But what is more important, the the win, or and I'll t let me tell you this: I think that my taste, or maybe my eye, has evolved. There was a time that like I saw conditioning as being paramount over everything, and now, and and, and that was ten years ago, and now I I really still appreciate good conditioning, but I also want to see somebody to be as freaking full as possible with yeah. that conditioning. So maybe it's like, I don't know. It's, 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 let me, let me, let me add a know. little more clarification. Let's say, let's say there's two or three guys in a class that are just like bursting full because like yeah. their coaches are like, Oh, we got to fill you out. We're going to fill you out because yeah. they think that their athletes are in shape. But in our mind, I know, I, I think I can speak for all three of us. We would say eh, about three or four weeks out versus 
the guy that's just peeled, peeled, and probably as full as you could get while maintaining that condition. Like, but he just doesn't have maybe the same genetic benefits in terms of you know the muscle tissue at that point. Then uh, peeled. But, that's kind of where yeah. Go with let peel. me just I guess let me elaborate my, my stance on it because I explained to my client because he got fifth place in a class and okay. but we brought him in the he was probably the best conditioned guy in the show he was not emaciated or he wasn't like too too flat it's just that's where he's at for his tissue at this point yeah you could have made an argument for him winning and not getting fifth which I know sounds crazy if someone said that to me they'd be like no it doesn't work that way guy but the argument I'm making is that two uh one two three and four all had like a three or four out week out look a little bit more dense in the tissue. But if they would have actually gone the distance, I think it would have been more of an equalizer for all of them. Hmm. Right. Well, what your client did though, what you did with your client together is you, I would hope anyway, made it look like the guys in front of them didn't do their homework. And quite frankly, that's, I mean, those guys should walk away and go, yeah, I should have been in that condition. Goddamn, I'm lucky I beat that motherfucker. <laughs> and that's why I wasn't ha- unhappy with the with the placing. And I just yeah. explained him, look, guy, you got another 13 more pounds until, what's this? Uh, you got another 13 pounds until you reach your classic cutoff. So we're good. We just got to keep gaining muscle. But this yeah. is the kind of condition that you need to be in to get on stage. Right. Like, I, would, I wouldn't accept anything less. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But, well, I, okay, so I see Andrew's here going, I thought he was talking about Akeem and Kamal. I don't know if you guys watched the Tampa Pro. Did, did you guys? I, looked, I didn't see it? watch it, but I looked at the pictures afterward for what that's yeah. worth. It's not even worth anything, dude. What, what did you? Yeah, tell us what. What did you see? Because you were right there. I was sitting right behind the judges. Um, so I would have gone differently in both the two twelve and the open. I'll start with two twelve. Uh, Kareth going against Keon, right? Keon's beautiful structure, beautiful shape, probably 80 to 85% conditioning, okay? You will not be able to see this in the pictures or the video. It's something you had to be there because I'm watching a screen, I'm watching the guys on stage because they had a couple of screens set up and I'm looking at the pictures on my phone as it's basically happening. And what you saw on your hand was not what we were seeing on stage. Uh, starting with the 212, Kareth was inside out peeled. He had detail on top of detail, and he was fuller and uh, more muscular than he was last year. I would have gone with Kareth. I know some people are going to be like, oh, that's crazy. Keon's the uncrowned Mr. Olympia. He's he's you know got this beautiful straight shape and structure. He's got all that. He doesn't bring in that condition that I think is worthy of winning a 212 open show. Moving on to the open, uh, I would have gone with Kamal over Akeem. Uh, for the for the exact same reasons, and you know, people will. I got in arguments with some people online that these guys dwarf him. It's like, no, no, no. He's just shorter than them. He's he's almost as thickly, densely muscled as these guys. He's just about four to six inches shorter than these other guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and I think if you were sitting in the audience, everybody was very, a little surprised with the outcomes of both of those classes. Oh yeah. Um, oh, especially the uh, especially the Akeem decision. You know. Um, I know that, uh, you know, Kamal's only lived there for about 11 months or so, but he had all of Tampa behind him. No kidding. Yeah. That's a good picture. Yeah. That's uh, a good shot. You could, I, And I had wondered that, you know, I'd wondered, was it just a, a mass factor? I mean, when, when I look at him, just like if, like if I just squint, okay, and I just look at sheer size, you know, and, and I'm not saying that I, I would necessarily agree that that Akeem would be the hands down winner but like from that shot you know I'm thinking like the density that Akeem has he's just he's a lot more imposing I guess he takes up a lot more space 
Oh, and he sure. is in he is in really good shape from the front here, at least. Like he, at least that's the way it looks to me in this picture. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. I mean, he's got more muscle. He absolutely he weighs probably 30, 40 pounds heavier than uh, Kamal did. And I'm a bigger guy, you know. Like I'm a super heavyweight. Uh, I'm rooting for the smaller little guy here because I just think he was the best bodybuilder on stage that day. I I would have gone differently. I would have gone with Kamal, then I would have gone with Quinton, and then I would have gone with Akeem. Really, uh, really. They got to figure out how to solve Akeem's uh, conditioning issues in his back. Yeah, it's very different from like his side of his hamstring. You look at it, you're like, oh my god, this guy's peeled. He turns around. It's not even really his lower back; it's his upper back. He's got that thick, you know, we call it the seal skin. It just it doesn't have the same detail. Whereas, yeah, you yeah you can see that pretty. They're not even in their shots. Completely. Yeah, they're not completely. I just grabbed one shot, and I can see that uh, Kamal's not there yet. But yeah. yeah, that that up, yeah, his back. I mean that, and that's always been his knock on Akeem, isn't it? His yeah. his back. Yeah. Um, Conditioning. I, you know, in terms of you know potential though, that Quentin man, he uh, oh god, he puts on ten or twelve more pounds of muscle and matches this conditioning that he brought to the show. He is going to be very freaky. Like he's going to yeah. be like a flex wheeler. Okay, mm-hmm. um, just just a little bit taller. He was super impressive. This is the best one where Kamal's still not in the shot yet here, but it's the best yeah. one I could get. Yeah. But I mean, look at his back though. Like his lower back conditioning. I mean, he's. Yeah. Yeah. You should have seen uh, when he hit the side of his thigh. Oh, his ab and thigh was absolutely. He's got these thick, 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 um, <clears throat> excuse me, just his serratus, his obliques, everything. And I'm not talking overly developed. I'm just talking like those finger serratus that just like bing, 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 yeah. uh, just jump at you. It uh, it was something to see. And what was really cool is we saw him posing with Aceto at the gym on Wednesday night. Oh, no and kidding. again on Thursday. So we saw the evolution each day as he was getting a little bit better and better. Because yeah. I looked at him Wednesday, I'm like, I mean, he looks awesome. But he looks like he was a little, he was a little behind. And okay. then as the week progressed and then you see him on stage, and you're like, Oh man, this guy looks amazing. Like, you know, Aceto knows his shit, man. He knows how to bring people into their best. Yeah. I'll tell you that. That's There's cool. A reason why he's a technician. You saw him at the gym, huh? Yeah, we saw all these guys. Um, MI forty. We saw Quentin Beastwood with his coach. Nice. Um, Dorian. Uh who else we see? We saw oh, a yeah. bunch of guys. Oh. Dave Dave Kellick told me he spoke to you there. Uh I hung up with Dave at the show actually. Okay. Um, I was I was sitting with him when uh, the open was on. So okay. We yeah we were talking bodybuilding and real estate. So it was, that's cool, man. That's cool. Honestly, Two things it's, it's that always, he knows a lot about. Yes, he does. It's it's always great to talk to Dave because you know a lot of people already know this, but he's probably one of the more passionate coaches out there. You can tell oh, yeah. he really feels everything his clients go through, whether it's a high or it's a low. Yeah. I think I told you when I met Dave in 2015 at the at the nationals never met him before in my life and his guy dorian had just won the supers he's jumping up and down and he just turns around <laughs> finds the first person which happens to be me and gives me a huge hug and like oh. slaps me on the back and i'm like hey, dave, a fan of it i've read about you in muscle magazine years ago like nice to meet you sir like, we got to get dave back on the show i talk to him almost every day he's he's a good yeah. friend of mine i like dave a lot yeah he's the yeah best. and you know too i know as a coach that he's always like he does go above and beyond because he's yeah. like he's trying to help guys in their lives. Like when they have problems, he's calling them up like, hey, how's it going today, man? You feeling better? You know, mm-hmm. how's that stuff going? So whatever. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yep. Shout out to Dave. All right. So we got way off track here. That's OK. Yeah. I had something I wanted to share with you guys, too. Uh, it, it, it is kind of a we'll call it like a, a moment of memorial here. 
Uh, somebody posted this in the group yesterday, the Think Big Bodybuilding Media group. By the way, I know that Facebook isn't what it used to be, guys, but we do have a group over there. If you're on Facebook, feel free to come on over and join. We'd be happy to have you. Uh, it's been one year, I guess, since we yeah. lost John Meadows. And uh, this picture was posted. And God damn, is that an incredible shot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I um, I sent Mary a message uh, the other day, you know, on the anniversary. We talk, you know, a couple times a week anyway for the website and stuff. But, okay. you know, just let her know, you know, myself and a lot of people I was running into, you know, through the show and everything were thinking about her and the boys and, and you know, John on that day. So, And how are they doing, Andrew? They're doing great. Um, okay. You know, I think out of anyone that knew John, Mary was probably is, is probably the strongest out of all of them. You know, from the funeral, she was stoic. I mean, you know, you got all these 300, 250 pound guys crying around her and she's <laughs> consoling them. You know, huh. it was something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's being there for her boys. And, you know, um, yeah, I think, you know, I think they're doing really well, which is really good to see. Yeah. You know, I train here at the house in my my home gym set up, and uh, I found myself just this week. Uh, I, I occasionally what I'd done in the past uh, was I had my I don't have like a TV set up or anything, but I have like a card table, and I'll bring my laptop out and I'll put like a video on, and you know, just kind of listen to it in the background. I put on uh, a couple of John's training videos and just watched them, you know, in between sets, just kind of see what he's doing. In fact, I even mm-hmm. I was training back, and I used that move he does. Because I watched him on the video. I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't done those in a while. The, like the deep stretcher lap pull downs row mm-hmm. deal where you got where you stand yep. up, you know, and you use that close grip handle, get that deep stretch and then stand mm-hmm. up at the bottom. Man, those things, my, that fried my back, too, because I hadn't mm-hmm. done them in so long. It's such a good move. Yeah, his videos run on loop um, at Titan Gym. Oh, every yeah. Day. yeah I mean, cool. prior to his passing and still. So mm-hmm. I would see his videos literally every day. Hell yeah. All right. Well, listen, let's move on. We've got topics and stuff, but we've gone so far into all this. We're going to save our topics for the next episode because we're we're putting this thing out every week now, guys, as you know. So I'm just going to dive straight into our listener questions because we do have a bunch of them. Um, I'm going to put this one up first just because it was, it was funny. Um, from Neven over at Patreon. He starts up by saying, how many berries could Andrew Berry bury if Andrew Berry buried berries? It's For some reason, this just like brings back a, this weird thought in my head from middle school when uh, my uh, so we had this disciplinarian teacher, right? His name was Steve. I won't say his last name, just whatever fuck but, uh, him he was also fuck the, him say it no, no he was, he was <laughs> what's cool. his address cool. too well he was cool but there's also this is also back in the times where teachers would kind of put hands on t- on kids and you couldn't you didn't really say much about it like i mean it would be nothing for him to throw us against the wall we deserved it don't get me wrong but first <laughs> like you know put his neck you know but uh, he used to let us play video games too probably to keep us quiet so he wouldn't get fired but he uh he found a note that uh, I think I had written to a girlfriend or something like oh. that. And I had signed it like Andrew Barry it. Like, like you're going to get nice. it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he picked on me the rest of the year. He's like, oh, 
is it Andrew Barriott? Like, is that going to happen? Like, <laughs> and you were, but if there's any teacher in the world that you'd want to find the note, like a stupid little note like that, it's him. Cause like he, he's funny as hell. He'd pick on you. And then three years later, he'd like give it back to you. He's like, I've been holding this ransom. He's like, you know, I was holding this ransom. <laughs> That's amazing. All jokes aside, um, why isn't fruit utilized more in bodybuilding, especially considering a lot of bodybuilder, uh, a lot of bodybuilders are macronutrient deficient. Micronutrient deficient. Thank you. Yes. I, I, I mean, I think they're they're not utilizing fruit as much because they just want something a little bit more filling, a little bit um, thicker, you know, for lack of better words, rice cream of rice which yeah, is absolutely micronutrient dense or uh, uh, the opposite of that it's it's uh there's there's hardly any nutrients in it whatsoever but um i try to keep fruit in with people as long as possible yeah. but there is probably a point where and usually we'll have a conversation like hey would you rather have an apple or do you want to have you know three quarters of a cup of rice or you know whatever so <laughs> yeah so we have we have that discussion but yeah i don't do think, think fruit is um i don't think fruit is as uncommon as a lot of people think i don't think it makes up obviously the bulk of anybody's carbohydrates but i think that people in prep can still have fruit for the first I meal. Mean, I, I here's an example i have a rule that you want it in your first meal uh you know first meal of the day pretty much as a given just make sure that it makes up less than half the amount of carbs and that you balance it with something like oatmeal and so that's kind of a a rule that I typically start with, with most clients, even in a, I mean, any cutting phase or any prep phase usually too. And then again, like you're saying, it, we'll see how long it stays. We'll see if maybe it's one or two meals, but I, I don't, I'm not the, I don't think I've ever been someone who just said, Oh no, fruits just, yeah. fruits just. I think it get a bad, it got a bad rap for some reason, because I think people, they, you know, f fruit has some level of fructose content, right? And I think people think that it means it's all or nothing. Like this mm. apple is all fructose. Right. But really, if you look up the 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 the, the, uh, the breakdown, guys, it's like at most I think uh, maybe pineapple or something is like thirty percent fructose, and the yeah. other part sucrose. So you're still it's still sugar. It's not. It's, I mean, it's still regular sugar. It's not uh, all fructose. And I think people think like, oh, it's only going to be used to replete hepatic glycogen. It's not going to do anything for my muscular glycogen. I, yeah. I feel like maybe that kind of got a skewed um, in people's minds. But I will say this. I'm seeing a lot of diets where, where coaches are pulling all their carbs with the exception of fruit. And we're really? talking like 150 to 200 grams of just of, of carbs just from fruit a day. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I loaded on fruit back in 2004 for sure. Did show. you really? I, I remember did. reading about that on Intense mm -hmm. Muscle. Huh. I, I talked that. about it, yeah. And it was funny because the argument, it was Justin Harris and I went around and around. And he, we were on the same side, but we were defending the fact that everybody was so stuck on, well, it can't be used for anything except liver glycogen. I'm like, just yeah. get depleted. Deplete your skeletal muscle and tell me that you're not filling out from the, it's, people get so, we get so rigid. We get so black and white with things. And once in the industry, once we kind of latch on to a rule, it's just that's just the way it is. And it's it across the board until yeah. until it fails yeah. us like high high AIs, you know, yeah. and, and then yeah. now everybody's the opposite where it's like no AIs, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I used a bunch of fruit at one point. Um I used pineapple specifically. 
I was, uh, it, it was, I don't know if we talked about it much on this show. I know I've talked about it with other people on, on the programs, but I had a really hard time gaining weight when I worked for the pop company. Like no matter what I did, I'd go through an off season and I just Wait, pushed the, the what company? Soda pop. Soda. Soda. Oh, you're from Michigan. You know what too. pop is. Yeah. You know what pop I know is, I do. Dude. I'm from Michigan. <laughs> I, I stopped I'm for a Iowa, while. So. I stopped I'm for a while. Iowa, I stopped. I started saying soda for a while to appease everybody else in the country. And then I just got to a point where I was like, fuck it. I worked for a pop company. And anyway, uh, I, like no matter what I did. And so I started pushing it. And then eventually I was like, I'm never going to grow if I don't just fucking go nuts. And I went to like 5,000, 6,000, 7,000. At the highest, I know it was over. It was between eight and 10,000 calories. I don't, I don't know what the number was, but it was ridiculous because I'd wake up in the morning and then I'd eat. And then one hour later, I'd, and it wasn't good, man, because I didn't know. I'd have a shake with like two or three scoops of protein and like 50, 75 grams of, of uh, maltodextrin. And then one hour later, I'd eat another salad meal. And then another hour later, maltodextrin in, in weight. Like it was bad. So post-workout, I'd have my shake with like 100 grams of maltodextrin, boatload of insulin. And then one hour after that, I'd eat my rice, which was like two cups of rice, 10 ounces of meat, and then I'd eat a whole can of pineapple. And I want to say that was 75 grams of carbs. Yeah. And what I found was it was easy to eat the pineapple on top of all that other food because like it's simple, right? Pineapple, just, yeah, exactly. It's hard to yeah. eat a lot more protein and rice after at that yeah. point. But like you really to eat, want to eat another two cups of rice? I mean, right. to, to get that eighty grams of carbs, like fuck that. So I do that in my in my post workout solid meal. Then one hour later, I'd have another shake. Then one hour later, I would do that solid meal again with another can of pineapple. It was it was That's brutal. Intense. It was brutal, man. It was brutal. I ended up with a lot of gut issues, surprisingly. Yeah, I was gonna say, how did you tolerate <laughs> and that? And sores all over your mouth. Yeah, three four <laughs> weeks. I I did that for months. But here was the thing cool. too, though. I had gone through a breakup. And, and I was at this point where I was like, fuck it. I'm going to show the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> Get bigger, die trying. I, yeah, I, I did. I did grow that year too. So it was yeah. good, but yeah, fruit. I, I got have, sidetracked. I have fruit with uh, one, two, three, five of my six meals right now. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's pineapple, blueberry or banana. Yep. I love fruit. Apples Same are here. my favorite. I, got I love apples. apples. What's that? Assables. I have them with my load meals on Sundays. This, this yeah. is what they eat on the east side of Florida. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're a little above the Gulf. As <laughs> <laughs> Skip's trying to flex, like showing his view. Behind <laughs> we have an apple every night. Victoria and I get a either we're into cosmic crisps right now, which are really good, and they have a big apple. We'll split it while we're watching TV. Like we watch TV for like an hour before bed. That's our little ritual. We're watching like a true crime series right now, and we'll split an apple. And usually the dogs each get a couple pieces too. So, That's your ritual prior to going. To, you're not doing it right. No, that already happened way earlier in the day, Skip. Yeah, okay. When you all work right. from home, you're home all day together. Yeah, like, you're, you're, you're yeah. a nighttime person, though, Skip. Every time. Well, well, I guess for you, it's when you're waking up. So you're a morning person. Though. Yeah. I'm definitely a night person. <laughs> Next topic. All right. I got some more questions here. In fact, we got a lot more questions. And if anybody, it looks like we might have a couple questions popping up in the live feed. Anybody in the live feed hanging out with us? Um, I'll get back to everybody who's commenting. And uh, by the way, if you have questions there, feel free to throw them up. 
All right, so I got this off of Instagram. Somebody randomly caught me. Guys, do me a favor. Don't send me questions on Instagram because I can't, I won't remember by the time I record. This was a lucky situation. If you guys want to take part in the next show, comment on the YouTube, the latest episode. On this episode, we'll, we'll re- get it for the next one. Anyway, he says, um, let's see. So he was having issues with his sore wrists and thumbs. Finally broke down and got some x-rays. He has moderate to severe arthritis. Uh, I use lighter weights and monkey grip because I cannot push as heavy. Any experience with this? Uh, I'm asking all my favorite coaches. Andy asked us too. <laughs> the part he left out was that he presses behind neck 225, and he said he could only get eight reps, and I told him, you lost me there because I don't think I've ever pressed 225 <laughs> behind the neck for eight reps, so you lost me. <laughs> what? So, well, I guess my first question is, has he, like, has his doctor offered a solution? You Mm. know, I mean, he went to get the x-rays, but did they just say, like, okay, here's your x-ray. Have fun reading it and go fix it. Talk to you later. Or, you know what I mean? I guess I'd be interested to see what they had. I mean, in terms of arthritis, it's, uh, well, first, like, rest and, you know, I think he needs a rest. Thank you. Rest and take some time off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. BP, what's that? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Well, I mean, maybe try the BPC, maybe you know, but I don't know. I've never dealt with this issue. Person, I've never had arthritis. Arthritis. I don't know. That's what I I told him the same thing. My knee was technically osteoarthritis, and the truth is, is it took sixteen months because the inflammation was so bad that it had to dissipate. And when it did, I'll be goddamn. I was hack, been hack squatting four plates on each side and everything's no pretty fucking good right now. Yeah. My legs are actually growing in a deficit in nice. a pretty major deficit, which is funny, but the only reason that they're growing is because they haven't been, there hasn't been much of a stimulus to mm. create growth in almost two fucking years. So yeah. anyway, not sorry about the tangent, but the point being, I don't have a lot of history with the arthritis either. And and I don't know that a lot of, yeah. a lot of trainers are going to know much, yeah. uh, you know, about this because it's more of, you know, that's that, that older demographic where even in the older demographic, there's not a lot of uh, arthritis, osteoarthritis going on because we are active and we've been training for a long time. I also feel that it, within people that have arthritis, there's not a lot of success with treating it. Right. Like, in the in, I'm talking I'm talking like our parents or older people that might have arthritis from yeah. general wear and tear, not from bodybuilding. I feel like it's one of the quote unquote diseases or whatever you want to call it that you know doesn't really get fixed. It's like oh my arthritis, you know that yeah. they might take a painkiller, they might take something to cut on the inflammation, which maybe that's how we should be attacking this. Is you know I would take every anti-inflammatory you possibly could, you know curcumin. Um, Maloxicam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's probably what I would do, but I think, I mean, well, Skip just said he took an extended period of time off from training that body part as much as it sucked. He had to see it through. He did, and now he's reaping the rewards from it. That would be my, what I would do. Do you guys ever mess around with that topical called, I think it's Voltaren? No. It, it used to be prescription only. And, uh, and then I found out you could get it over the counter in Canada. And now I believe it's over the counter here as well, but it's, uh, it's an NSAID 
and it works locally. They 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 also make it in an oral, and they can use it instead of Advil or whatever instead of ibuprofen. But they have a topical gel, and it's it's specifically used for arthritis of the hands because it permeates that area more easily. Like it would be hard to, and I've used it for everything. Like when I had back issues, I tried to use it for back. I found it like wasn't very helpful for back, but something that's close to the surface, like tennis elbow, I found that it was helpful for that. And if Skip, like Skip's saying, get the inflammation down, if you could use something like that that's topical, it's not gonna have like a, a, a big extreme effect on his, you know, on his, his organs. Uh, then, then you know, maybe something like that could speed the process. I don't know. Well, let me jump right to new bane. Yeah, yeah just no fuck it. Don't even pay attention to the pain. It's gone. Well, let me let me add too that when I say rest, it wasn't full rest because what I did find was complete rest didn't help for shit. Huh. What you have to do is you do need active rest. To, you have to continue to supply blood to the area, so it's. It's not maximal effort. It's sub-maximal effort, but you do have to be careful with your pain tolerance. You want to deal with like a the two, three, four area by getting blood in there, but not to the point of irritating it to where the inflammation can't, you can't recover from the inflammation. There's a fine balance there. So he may want to try much lighter weights, getting blood in there, helping to dissipate the inflammation as much as possible. But I'm telling you, it takes a while. It, it depending on how bad it is, it it takes a while. Looks like um, Andrew, Andrew Nolan's his a residency yeah. in sports orthopedics. Maybe see a specialist in sports medicine orthopedics. Mm-hmm. That'd probably be well, a good idea. To. That'd probably yeah. be a great idea. That's what I was asking about. You know, did his doctor that yeah. did the X rays? Did they provide any you know follow up consults or you know suggested you know doctors he should go out and reach out to or referrals, etc. Ooh, I also have a relationship question that was anonymous that I have to remember to get to that one. Uh, but I know we've got a bunch of bodybuilding stuff here, too. So I'm going to do a little bit more of that. Um, Mike says, thanks so much for the episode, guys. Currently four weeks out and need my head straightened. Your pod was just what I needed. I brought this up because, well, first of all, shout out to you, Mike, and, and best of luck with your prep. Guys, we have gotten a ton of comments lately from people who are like, oh, yeah, I'm six weeks out. I'm four weeks out. I just competed. So I think it's so cool that we have I think we're building this program in particular is building a good community of people that are at the level that they're actually competing. And I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Congrats, everybody. Keep it up. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to another podcast here at Think Big Bodybuilding Media. If we've provided value to you today, then please consider contributing to our show. You can help support the show through Patreon. Every $5 helps to pay for the software and the hardware and everything else that goes into making a podcast. You can also contribute by using our code at True Nutrition. True Nutrition has been our title sponsor for several years now. I'm super grateful for them. And I've believed in True Nutrition supplements long before they sponsored our programming. You could use our code THINK for health supplements and performance supplements. Feel free to hit me up if you have any questions. And if you're in Canada, check out supplementsource.ca. They have free shipping over $99, huge discounts on overstock, short-dated, and label-changed products. Plus, they have all your normal supplements too. Thank you guys for listening to the commercial. I hope you're having a great day and that your bodybuilding is going well. Let's get back to the shelf. 
All right. We got another one here. Um, good episode, as always. Question for the next show. He did his pro debut. Beef Stew? At, uh, 97? At yeah. Yeah, oh, Stu yeah. Sutherland. Oh, he got shit. Seventh, he got nice. seventh place. This is Mr. USA. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. He says, I followed a modified push-pull leg split for a while now, and it's put a ton of size on me over the last few years. I now have a lot of the muscle I needed, but I think I need to put more emphasis on smaller things like arms, delts, adductors, etc., and, and to add the bells and whistles I need to be at the next level. Blue wants me to switch to more of a bro split, hitting body parts once a week. Do you think that this will work? P.S. Glad I got to meet Andrew at Tampa, but it was much cooler to meet his dog. <laughs> That's cool. I just sent you a picture of the three of us. Oh, cool. Let me grab this me, one. Me, Stu, and Brady the dog. Hold on. Uploading now. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's it's, Brady. It's a great picture. Yeah, That's cool. He, he looks like a big dude, now. too. Stuart's a very big kid. Yeah, he's, uh, I think he's 25, 26. And, okay. Uh, and I think going into it, he was like, man, am I out of place here? And I'm like, dude, you're going to be right in the mix. Don't worry. And sure enough, he was uh, seventh place. I think it was Tan was better at prejudging. He would have moved up just a little bit. And I know yeah. he said that he, he kind of um, forgot or avoided salting his foods. Okay. Um, leading in you know the, the day of so yeah. he couldn't really get a good pump and i do feel like that was probably evident like that there that was probably the case because he, he has a lot of tissue it just wasn't popping um like it was at the night show oh uh, yeah i got it hold on a second i got some pictures here hell yeah dude's got a small waist too check this out yeah he does he's got great shape hell yeah great shape yeah he looks and, good uh, and I think I saw the day. It's going to be awesome. You're going to see him at the New York Pro. I think he said that. Oh, yeah. Um, in nine months. Yeah. So you're going to see him. You're going to see Nate Spear. Oh. You're going to see, you're going to see Carlos uh, Thomas Jr. You're going to see Justin nice. Shire. So oh, you're going to see kidding. a lot of these really good young pros. Uh, well, I'm assuming they're younger. Nate's not young, but these guys are young. You're going to see a lot of newer pros out there at the New York Pro this year. I think it's going to be real cool. I saw one of Nate's off-season pictures uh, that he posted today on Facebook. He's looking good, man. Is it just me, or are his legs growing? Like they, his legs look exceptionally so, round right I, now. I, I think I think this is the um, this is the result of like him hearing that his legs look small. Okay. One time, like two years ago, when they didn't look small, <laughs> yeah, and it's like stuck in his head because he's been on a mission to make those things, and and you're seeing it right now. They they just keep growing. Um, now they're they're definitely uh, definitely grown in the last couple of months. He's uh, he, we got a guest posing at our local Vermont show this Saturday, so we, okay. we tightened him up a little bit. I just went to his Facebook. Maybe I it was on mine. It. It, was it was on, on mine. I, okay, I posted it. Yeah. I'll yeah. see if I can find that, but uh, let's get into anyway, the Stu's yeah. question. I mean, uh, and I'm going to see if I can pull Nate's picture up. But yeah, yeah, let's get into this question. So he's looking to basically put, so he's in a rare position. A lot of the people who listen to our podcasts, they need to just focus on continuing to grow. Like this is not mm -hmm. the advice that we would give to somebody in their first, even like probably five years of bodybuilding, where just mm -hmm. getting a bigger back, a bigger chest and bigger legs, focus on those three things and you're going to keep making progress. Progress, he's at a position now where now he needs more of that. He's saying he needs more of that detail. So what are your guys' thoughts? 
Well, I can't disagree with the advice he's given. I don't, I don't, I can't see how that could be bad advice. Uh, plus, his trainer's telling him to do it. <laughs> yeah. You point. know, I, I don't want to be dicky about it, but I mean, I, but I think it's, I think it's solid advice. Um, you know, I, I've said, I don't know how many times, if you want to see, if you want to be able to gauge whether someone's physique is pro level, look at the rear delts. You'll never see weak rear delts on a, on a pro bodybuilder. They're, it's, it's, that's like one of those few areas, you know, you can have a good back, you can have a good chest, you can have a good leg, but you're not going to be a pro <laughs> with weak rear delts. So those little things matter, adductor work and everything else. I mean, he's like, you can't go wrong. It's not like he would take that advice, do it, and then go, yeah, that that didn't work out. Yeah. I can't disagree with Skip. I think A, his coach told him to do it, and his coach has not led him astray so far. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and, you know, they've had nothing but success together. And, you know... I, I, there's something to be say for doing what you've always done to keep, you know, to keep doing, you know, getting what you've always gotten, but you're a pro now. Uh, you already have the size, you know, you're right there and you're going to continue to develop the size. So right. I don't think you're going to hurt yourself by getting more specialized, especially because your coach is saying, these are the areas we need to bring up to come in a little mm -hmm. bit better. So uh, yeah, I think it's a go, go for sure. Yeah. We only have so much recoverability, you know, each week. Right. So, and, and I think about guys that I know, I like I've worked with guys more than one that absolutely, and I've talked about this recently, that absolutely love training legs and like they'll cripple themselves every leg workout. And now the goal is to grow their upper body, but guess what? They're still doing these two hour leg days twice a week. And how are you going to grow your upper body if you're, if you're using your legs up like that, you know, it's going to be hard to do much else. Uh, these are guys with incredible legs too, you know, but but the weaker yeah. upper body. So, you know, some, I think that, yeah, it maybe, maybe it would, here'd be my thought is do something different. You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever you're doing, if you feel like it's not getting what you need, then do something different. Right. And, and well, I see, see his conundrum though, because his conundrum is he feels like it is, he's already getting what he needs because ah. the P, you know, PPL, PPL is working. Yeah. But, but I do also think, you know, he should listen to his coach. He's he's um, he's only got nine months until the next show. Um, How long it, would you give it? it? Let me ask you that. How long would you give it? Because you could season. always okay, yeah. This off season and, and prep, and if you come in looking worse for your real pro debut, then you can kind of rule it out that this just isn't for me at this time in my life. Because keep in mind, in my opinion, there's no like one training program. Right. The training program for where you are at the stage in life with your recovery, with your schedule, with in, uh, external stressors. You know, some people are going through a divorce and they have three kids and two jobs. And okay, training six days a week isn't going to work for them at all. Maybe even three yeah. days of training is, is, is perfect for them, you know? Uh, so I, I think taking everything into account, and, and just and I think Skip pointed out first. His coach said, "This is what I want to do. I haven't led you astray. I just got you the Mister USA. Let's do it." You know. Yeah. yeah. The other thing is too is you're not going to go in and, I mean, bombing you know rear delts and these these you know your adductors and th this isn't going to be incredibly demanding on your CNS. No, I don't, you're not. No. You know, you're not going to be doing drop sets. You're not going to be doing things that are just going to bury these muscle groups. So I don't think that it's going to be too much of an addition as far as you know volume and recovery and that's, ability. And that's what like I'm kind of saying. I mean, who knows after doing. And I'm guessing if he's doing push pull legs, there's maybe higher frequency. Maybe he'll do even better 
you know, reducing mm-hmm. that just because that, you know, what were you doing now? I think is a big factor of what should you be doing next? I don't know. Mm-hmm. How often time, uh, I was going to ask a follow up. How, how many times yeah. a week do you guys like to train rear delts? I train them after back and I don't train back. them. Yeah. I, I don't like to split them up because quite frankly, I have found myself and a lot of my clients will end up overtrained. I mean, if you're doing, <laughs> if you're doing barbell rows or long pulley rows and you feel that you're, Rear delts are failing. You're doing too much damn work. So usually, I only follow up with rear delts after uh, after back. I've even alternated them where I do rear delts only every other back session, and then I do traps. Really, opposite of that. Yeah, yeah. But that's just it's, playing around, seeing if the recovery was better, and it actually was better. I don't know why, but I don't have pro rear delts though. I just want to point that out. <laughs> For some reason, rear delts have grown really well for me. Like shoulders in general have always been something. Like, yeah, you I got the round. I don't have a lot of the gifts, but they, they, yeah, I didn't have rear delts at one point because I didn't know that they existed. You know, at one point in your life, you're like, oh, wow, there's a muscle back there. I should probably be doing something for it. And I swear to God, like six months later, they, they just like were popping out. Um, mm-hmm. so for me, rear delts had never been something I really, I really had to focus a lot on, but now I'm doing them usually like once a week back then I was doing a bro split. So they got hit once a week, uh, usually at the end of chest or sh- chest or excuse me, shoulder day or at the end of back day. And now I'm doing them at the end of the back. Usually. How about you? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing them twice a week right now. Um, and I actually always respond well to doing them twice a week with high volume too. Like yeah. we're talking like. It's nothing for me to do like four sets of 30 one day. Nice. And, and I chase the pump. Like I almost treat them like a bicep or a tricep. Like I chase yeah. the pump on the on the rear delts. Uh, I just want them <clears> screaming. <throat> I want short rest periods and just load them up with blood. But um, yeah. my split is like, you know, Monday's quad focus. Tuesday is uh, chest and uh, turn that chest and arms. And then Wednesday is uh, back and I do rear delts then. And then Friday is hamstring focused. And then uh, Saturday is delts and arms again. And I do um, some rear delt work there. So actually I had Nate put me, put this split together for me. So nice. he's really in tune with training. So that's cool. Speaking of I don't which, know. I got that picture oh, go of him. I was just going to bring that picture up of him. Check that out. Yeah. Those legs are looking freaking insane, dude. Yeah. That's so that's the first thing that popped out of me. The first thing I sent back to him today, I was like, dude, I was like, your kneecaps, like if they could touch, <laughs> like 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 they're almost touching now. Like you don't have a gap in there anymore. Yeah. yeah. But don't tell him that. Actually they kind of suck. I feel like if there's yeah. anything he yeah. could use to bring up, I mean, it'd be those yeah. little sticks. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what were we gonna say, Skip? The number one thing that helped me with my rear delts is um injecting directly into them yeah you're kidding me i'm not kidding i'm i i'm not kidding when i they have always been a very very weak my shoulders have always been weak clavicle i'm not very wide i have a horrible shoulder to waist ratio and quite frankly my wife hates it because for years once a week my left and right shots actually on wednesdays ha if she's listening right now she knows that today is wednesday rear delt day (laughs) <laughs> and, sh- and she'll be hitting my rear, my rear delts. I was going to ask. I was like, "How do you reach them? You got to You get somebody yeah, else." To no, do so, yeah. so I do my I can, own. I can do I, my own. I've done my own in the past. Rear do, you, do you do like the grab your arm thing? Because I could like yes, grab your and arm. I go up against the wall. Yeah, I go yeah. up against the wall to push yeah. it in. So the oh my, I put the plunger against the wall and I lean into the wall. 
I'll make uh, a video I'm not buying you. this. I'll make Are a video. Serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what he's talking about. I've got freaking monkey arms, dude. Like, <laughs> dude, that is impressive because I can barely get to my lats, and I'm not a big guy. I'm like cramping while I'm doing it. Sweat is pouring off of me. Oh yeah, and it's just the most odd angle and you're trying to use your pinky to plunge it and i'm like what the at least you were smart enough to use the wall god i have a harder time doing glutes these days like just my back is so stiff the flexibility to like stay back in that position long enough to do it myself yeah yeah rear delts i have to i lay on the bed for glutes and then i can like swing the leg around that way i can i can hit it i i had a tough time with shoulders for a while and it just like, I don't know why, but shoulders were hurting more and more and more. And then I realized I had gotten bigger and my flexibility sucked. So initially I was coming all the way around, but slowly over time, my hand wasn't going quite as far around until I was basically literally pinning my front delt. <laughs> yeah, that hurts. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Um, we had one from UC Suma. Shout out to him, client of mine, longtime client, really hard worker, this guy. He says, uh, question for the next BSG. Are there certain foods that you always weigh versus using measuring cups? (laughs) For example, oils, nuts, nut butters, rice, oatmeal. Uh, Are there ones that you always use a measuring cup or ones that you always use a food scale? That's funny. I always say OCD people weigh everything, damn near everything. But I do. I'm I use the measuring cups for things that are dry, you know, steel cut oats, uh, things like that. But I pretty much weigh everything else. And he didn't cover this in here, but I get asked this question a lot with meat. And I still say and I've always said, measure your meat before you cook it. Really? And if, no and if you're not no sure, if you're not sure After. why, this is this is my OCD reasoning, okay? If you take a 10-ounce, you take two 10-ounce pieces of, of steak, as an example. You cook one well done, and you cook one rare. When you're done cooking them, they have such a different – there's a sharp contrast in the – in the difference of moisture, and they're going to weigh substantially different, even though That's they're the true. exact same amount of protein. Provided, though, you typically in prep, when you would really want to microanalyze and, you know, when you're worried about that 20 grams or 15 grams weighing this way or that, you're cooking all your own food and you're cooking it the exact same way. So what does I it matter? With that as well. You know I what I'm saying? Because, like, when someone says, like, um, you know, like, what kind of apple can I have? It's like, just have fucking apple, man. Like, just keep the same apple every time. Yeah. Or, like, here's the best situation. Here, I love it. But you don't say medium like, or small, do you? Well, no, okay, I might say a small or medium. (laughs) I love it when a client does this. Because I will say small or medium, too. When they go, oh, my God, coach, I just realized I've been measuring whatever blank all wrong. I'm getting, like, 60 grams more carbs per day. And I'm like, all right, well, cool. Keep doing it that way. Like, it's working wrong. And I'm like, but we we have the same level of error built into every measurement now. Mm -hmm. It's working. So just keep doing that, you know? Don't change it. Don't change it. That's That's how we get people to go out there to start measuring things wrong on purpose to start out the prep. This is just saying, like, when you realize it's like, that, that's a variable that's been accounted for, and it's almost like you're you're tearing the um, the scale in a sense. How many times have you guys had a new client that is doing a prep, and then, like, six weeks out, 
or when they're getting closer and they're really starting to get because you'll you'll get that guy who's never competed before and now he's like okay really start you'll get a you'll get a text and he'll it'll be something about a measurement be like hey coach should I be doing this with my measurement on this particular food and the next thing you know it's this whole rabbit hole of like how he's measuring his rice and he changes it and now and then now he's getting either half as much or twice as much as he was before because he changed something because he thought mm-hmm. he needed to yeah it's yeah. Yeah, I had this discussion with a client today about uh, getting your blood sugar fasted, right? Okay. And because um, <clears throat> he had watched a John Jewett video about he was, I guess John said to have a drink of water, have a glass of water and wait five minutes and your blood glucose is going to be lower. Well, yeah, you're diluting it on some sense, right? So, of course, it's going to be a little lower. So mm-hmm. he's like, well, which way is right? Which way is wrong? I'm like, I don't care which way you do it, man. Just do it. Pick the a way. Same. Yeah. And do yeah. it the same way each time. I'm, yeah, I want to see where the movement's going, but you know, I don't care about the exact number. I want to see what the trend is doing, and I think you guys would agree that that's the important thing here. Absolutely. Well, it's like having a weight scale that's three and a half pounds off. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. as long as it's you going to give scale. you the same read and yep. the same pattern yep. and the same trajectory moving forward, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yep. Right. The only times that matters if you're in classic and you're already if you, you think you've made weight and then you go over and show <laughs> Good the weight point. in yeah. and they're like you're four pounds overweight kid like, like yeah. what yeah. my scale of home <laughs> I get a bunch of nasty messages here in the next couple months going yeah. yeah I listened to you and I didn't make my class right yeah <laughs> all right so at this point of the night uh, I wanted to do uh, what we called our our client spotlight we got a bunch <clears> of pictures <throat> here from one of Skip's clients. You see, I'm going to find the, the best one first here. Actually, these are all really good. Actually, there's a lot of pictures of cake that, that I see here that was sent. These are not just physique <laughs> pictures. But uh, let me throw this one up here. And I think he might be with us right now because I saw at least this was posted uh, earlier oh, yeah. this evening. Check that out. Who is this guy? Yeah, he says that's a pretty sweet team skip sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the one that got me. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> sign. I was finally able to put it up when I turned my turn my desk around. That's funny. <laughs> I don't know if he said, Devin wow, Brogan. that's impressive to himself or what we were talking about previously. I just pulled that up randomly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Devin Brogan. Was- <laughs> and, and what's this? Uh, what's this show here? That he did. USA's. USA's? Let me see if I can yeah. So You don't have any stage pictures here, Skip. Uh, Look at that back shot, not. though. That's fucking Well, I, I put that in there because I, I, he trains legs like a fucking beast. So he's, I always say he's a body, he trains like a bodybuilder, but he's got, he just excels right now in men's physique. And, you know, he missed his card at the USA's first run at USA's. I think the class was 22 deep or so and uh, took third. It was first first chance on the big stage. So uh, he had a couple wins prior to that. This year it was a good year for him. Uh, Disappointed. We were disappointed to to miss it and be so close. He was knocking on the door uh, for sure. I had a girl miss it three times this year by one. Damn. Is that right? Damn. Three times already. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, those legs are pretty but awesome, man. Has he thought about doing classic? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, we've had the discussion. It's it, it, I tell you what it is from a trainer standpoint, because he's knocking on the door, he would need a little bit more yeah. leg size, so the 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 journey would be a little bit, you know, take a little bit longer to get there. But he hasn't been training a long time. It's been about. I mean, he's been training. Uh, don't get me wrong, but it's this is about a seven year thing, and he's really kind of 
progressed very well over the last you know two to three years and he's right there knocking on the door he's got a real good physique he's marketable mm-hmm. good looking guy uh, his wife is cool as fuck they've been here a couple times matter of fact he's coming back mid-september we're gonna hang out for a while and he's a skip load professional nice. a connoisseur if you will <laughs> So we're already mapping out places that we're going to hit when he gets here. He'll hit me up and be like, I found this on Instagram. we got to check this out. And I met him at, uh, him at the Olympia with you. Yeah, exactly. Yep. 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 Super nice guy. Yeah, great yep. guy. Yep, yeah, great guy. Great physique. Great Family physique. man. They got a couple kids, and it's just he's, he's, he's a solid dude. He's got a real, real good uh, bodybuilding slash life you know, balance, and, and you don't find that a whole lot. Do you you remember offhand how long this diet took to get him into this kind of shape? And and how far out of shape does he get in the off season? He doesn't get too far out of shape. I mean, the the difference in scale weight isn't a whole lot. 10, 12, 14 pounds, it's in there somewhere. But there's just a lot of recomping going on. We struggled this year. And he's probably uh, smiling right now. He's saying, we really had to force where before it's been more. You know, you've heard me say before, the game is coercion coercion and manipulation when you try to force the body sometimes the body's just like yeah and fuck you and it mm-hmm. was a force he had loaded so much before higher caloric intake for loads and stuff and we really had to we had to get nasty it wasn't it wasn't very <laughs> it wasn't very fun and i laugh um only because i wasn't the one that was dealing with the lack of fun <laughs> directly anyway. yeah but you know how, you know what we i all mean. know how it feels when like you're sitting on the other end of the screen and you're like god damn like i know he's working yeah. his ass off i know he's not cheating like i think i'm making the right calls here like what the right. fuck? why isn't this happening and you go faster? back and you dig in and you're going by here like god am i fucking missing something like what is but it it was it was a it was a very difficult so to see it it's kind of a kind of a double-edged sword because to see it pay off on the one hand and have him so close was great for his first run. And yet on the other hand, it wasn't because he was so close mm, yeah. to almost getting it. And I would have felt a whole lot better about it. Had he gotten it. Sure. You know. Of course, of course, but you know, that's the journey. That's, that's, you the can game. only imagine the fire that lit. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Oh yeah. You know. So, all right. Well, listen, that's all we've got on this episode, guys. So I appreciate everybody hanging out with us. If you have any questions for the next episode, comment below. Uh, of course, go to our great sponsors, truenutrition.com. You can use our code THINK for some additional savings. I've been picking up all sorts of stuff from them lately. I'm using their MPA muscle intrusion because I'm able to train hard again, which is awesome. Um, check out our other sponsor. If you're in Canada, go to supplementsource.ca. You can get good deals over there. And uh, of course, we're all coaches, so feel free to reach out to any of us. You can go to teamskip.com for that guy. You can go to uh, bodyberry.com for that guy over there. <laughs> that's why I put that sign up there, just so that everybody knows I the one on the bottom, that's me. That's I'm Skip. And Devin made that, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah, he did. That's pretty badass, man. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and he also wanted to point out because I was when I put up that he said, "Wow, that's impressive." That was about the rear delt injection. Yeah, he said yeah. it wasn't about uh, when he saw his own picture. So to <laughs> <laughs> be sure, sure it was the picture. Yeah, and uh, of course, guys, reach out to me, McNally Diets at gmail.com. We'll see you guys soon. <laughs>